It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. Welcome to Friday Night. It is Car Cone Carne. I'm James Van Ostel. And before we begin with this here Friday Night Show, I do want to thank people for participating in the Chicago Reader's Best of Chicago 2020 nominating process. Uh, as it stands right now, I'm nominated for Best Podcast Host in Chicago, and Car Cone Carne is nominated for Best Music Podcast, which is awesome. And thank you for that. But beyond me, and I, I would appreciate your vote, I mentioned this uh, on social media just a couple minutes ago. So many other nominees have appeared on Carcon Carne in months, years past. I, I have a whole list of other nominees who've been on Carcon Carne, uh, candidates for best stand-up comic and best radio DJ, best blog, best spirit, best barbecue place, best new band music podcast. Oh, yeah, nominated. I'm nominated for that too. Uh, best blues artist, drive-in concert, drive-in series, hip-hop group, a fine list everyone nominated it's all local it's a really cool thing uh if you can if you if you feel the inclination go to the chicago readers site and cast your ballot you don't need to vote for everything so you don't need to be super knowledgeable about the opera scene in chicago you can skip those if that's not your thing and, and just pick the stuff that that you're into and there are a lot of cool categories from cannabis to live music to poetry it's 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 all about chicago that aside, Carcon Carne moves on tonight, the Friday night show. It is 9 o'clock p.m. as we're recording this. My guest tonight, he is Chuck Clyborne. He is, for all intents and purposes, the music project known as Surveillance, spelled 5-R-V-L-N-5. It is very hard to Google, but now that you know that, you can go out and find Surveillance. Chuck, good evening. Nice to see you. Welcome. Thanks for having me, James. Glad now, to be I here. I, I hope you're not upset by this. I, I, think I, I think I got this right. In the description for this episode, I wrote... If you're looking for spirit lifting celebratory music, I might I might suggest listening to another podcast tonight. Surveillance creates dark, hopeless industrial sounds that feel like the regret side of a day's long bender. Am I am I in the ballpark? Yeah, you're pretty close there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely an outlet at times, um, you know, so that can be weird for artists, though, to, to constantly you know, use your music as therapy. So I'm, I'm kind of, as I'm writing my next album, I'm trying to think about that and be conscious of that and not do that maybe so much. So sonically, this is, I, I hear industrial music. I hear hints of what I like about skinny puppy or ministry. I mean, I'm sure you've heard all this stuff before, but when you said music as therapy, that's also what I'm hearing because to me beyond lyrics and what you're doing on the vocal mic these don't sound like songs so much as they, they feel like moods. Yeah. I, yeah. I really like to create atmosphere um, and give the music a, like a visual, you know, when I create songs, sometimes I'll get like, vi like visuals in my head of what that tone or that atmosphere creates. And I just try to make everything kind of cinematic like that. It comes a lot from skinny puppy and just listen to pink Floyd and a lot of prog rock when I was younger. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, I just try to create a, an atmospheric space that can, you know, like if you wanted to take acid and listen to my music, there's an there's an there's an avenue for that there. I try to embed that into my music. So, you know, for whatever that means to anybody, but 
it's fun. <laughs> what was the first album you ever bought? Oh man. Uh, I want to say it was Pearl Jam versus, which I really? don't, I don't like to admit that to be honest, but yeah, that was the first album I, I physically bought myself. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you want to admit that you were young? There, well, back like, in the day, yeah, it was a great record. Uh, back in the day, Nirvana and Pearl Jam were kind of like, you know, you either liked one or the other. That was the tone of it from my standing, you know, and I was a huge Nirvana fan. You're right. It was like the Beatles and the Stones. Yeah. So you kind of like couldn't tell people if you were a Pearl Jam fan, if you really liked, liked Nirvana, you know, it was kind of like you're being somewhat of a sellout. So, but yeah, that was a great album. Great album. And uh, they're still around and he's not. So. Well, and here, here we are. Your Chuck Clyborne surveillance is the project. So just under a year ago, I mean, talk about, <laughs> talk about getting in right under the wire. You did a release show at Liars Club on March 12th. Yes. Uh, that was intense, but uh, yeah, it was a really wild time. We uh, packed the place. There was like three shows going on in Chicago, like literally that night. And everyone just kind of flooded into my show and got real lucky with that. Uh, great turnout. Had some good friends on the bill and uh, we, we were just getting started to like go on tour and, you know, this band's really fresh. So I've only played three shows with this band and one with a full live band, but I've been in bands before and I'm used to playing live, but I just, this band hasn't really found it's kind of live legs yet because we just, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I get a lot of inspiration from just playing out, you know, I like to play out and you start to get into grooves and, it becomes effortless at, at times if you can just do it more often, the repetition, and then, then you can put on a good show, you know, and there's always bad shows, you know, and when you have the bad shows, everything sticks out like a sore thumb and you just, it's a nightmare. But when you have good shows, you can't even remember it half the time, you know, it's right. Like, and the more, and the more you play, the more, you know, what works, what doesn't, what people actually give a shit about what, right. what you can excise from your act, what you keep in. I mean, all that stuff. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite things to do is play live. Like, yeah, I really wanted to get this band on the road and, um, just ain't going to happen this year. So, and hope, you know, I'm not really interested in getting out soon anyways, with everything that's going on, uh, just trying to be safe. And it's just a bad idea to be out there right now anyway. So uh, creation is probably the best thing for anyone to be doing. If you're an artist or you want on the road, so just get your butt to work, you know? Well, in Chicago, historically, it's a, it's a woodshedders town. Winter, winter is when we kind of hole up and ply our trades. We practice our crafts. We, we get to work basically hell of a place to grow up and it's got such musical history, you know, and the, the community here is amazing, you know, and everybody looks out for each other. The metal community is like ridiculous. Like it's a lot of, a lot of really good people in that uh, crew. And yeah, Chicago's like, it's, it's one of the greatest places ever. So, and I'm, gl- I'm glad to be born here. So, well, who knew as you did that record or that EP release at liars club, how much that EP would, feel like the year we just went through i mean we, we went through a year of chaos and dissonance and hey, you <laughs> put out an ep that was chaotic and dissonant and, and thanks i mean it really kind of matched matched what i was feeling emotionally often yeah the entire year I, it's weird um you know i kind of take music in a sense like i try to embed uh I guess like magical aspects in it or alchemical aspects. And that's kind of why the name is spelled the way it is. I took all the vowels out. It's kind of a, a chaos magic type thing. Um, when you take all the vowels out, it looks like a Polish last name. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm actually Polish too. So I, I, I get that joke. Uh, my real name's Wojtek. I, I, I kid. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a, uh, I like, it was magical. The night we played was really magical. 
I mean, everything kind of just worked out. And this whole album has been like that. Like I, everything I've wanted to do with this record and, and the, the remixes that I did, it just kind of all just fell into place. I got every person that I wanted to work on it, that I set out to work on it. Like everything just lined up and it was, it was stressful to do everything. Like the money to put together for this thing was ridiculous, sure. and, but it all worked out. And I just kept saying like, I'm going to have faith in the process. This is something that I'm, forcing myself to do i had a few things to say and i just wanted to get it out you know um i was in a band previous to this and we made a a record in 2016 um called ego death the band's called faces of the bog and it was a pretty psychedelic record and uh like a doom metal album sludge doom metal and i just kind of wanted to have my own voice with this you know so um this was it's more me more my own this 100 percent me you know so really enjoyed well, I- you mentioned remixes. I love this is something I've always loved about this type of music is that kind of deconstruction and reinvention. Oh yeah. Songs. Taking those tracks and bending them, folding them, mutilating them into something new and interesting and specifically funeral song. The original is, it is a very dark funeral dirgy kind of song. Uh, the solemn youth remix from last month definitely makes it more dancey and less dirgy. Yeah, I was blown away when I heard that because I could really I couldn't imagine my music to like be dancing in a club. You know, it's like yeah. it's got this gothic vibe to it. It's really cool, you know. But yeah, I was it's that that remix is is sick, and every remix on here is awesome. There's another one that's kind of dancey too. So uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, I really like uh, having people yeah like mess with my music and just handing stuff off, see what they do with it, and then I'm kind of bringing this back in. So when we get back to play live, we can play different pieces of each remix or do that whole song. Just it, it gives me more room to kind of grow as the band. I could play solo shows. I could play live shows with the full band. Yeah. There's a lot of avenues I can go down with this and choose different versions of a song to play if I wanted to. So like, yeah. like uh flesh in November, you did that. Was it four, four different. Yeah. Yeah. Versions of that? Yeah. Yeah. David Bottrell and uh, my good friend in Minnesota, uh, Andrew Bastion, he got, he did a song on it and, um, uh, yeah, and then Adam Stilson, you know, he produced the whole thing, but um, he's over a uh, mix for the masses in decade. Great, great producer. Uh, but yeah, David Bottrell was insane, insane to get done. Um, I emailed him on a whim, just seeing if he'd do it. You know, I, I've listened to Tool, and I, I mean, I, there's so many records of his that I've listened to, and I was like, yeah, you know, whatever, I'll just give it a shot, just kind of throw, you know, shooting darts in the in the dark. And I, I thought he was going to give up on me. And about three or four days later, I got an email from his agent and they were like, yeah, we love the song. We'd love to do it. And that was, that was like the highlight of my career up to this point. And other than this show. <laughs> right. Right. Clearly. But that's uh, awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's been great. And uh, yeah, it's just really cool to see what other people do with the music and David Bottrell working with him kind of opened up an avenue for me to go do that more. You know, so I, I would like to work with him in the future and possibly yeah. a full album or a couple songs or something. Um, so that, that door door is open for me. And he's I like working with him. I would he's going to just take me up to a whole other level as a musician because his he's just amazing. You know, and I could tell right when I got the song, like it was like, wow, this guy's he's got it together. He really knows music. And uh, yeah, it would be a, I'd be thrilled to work with him, to be honest, again. So no doubt you, you were talking about your pre surveillance time in the chicago music music scene playing other bands and i've asked bands over the past year uh, from the metal community who've been on the show whether it was veil of maya or, or huntsman what or how welcoming the chicago scene is to metal because my perception has always been that it isn't 
Yeah, I think metal has that kind of attitude. Like, you know, we all wear black and leather jackets and, you know, we look like we're going to beat you up or something. But everyone's a sweetheart, to be honest. There's a lot of really good people and the community's awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many, so many guys in the, in the, in the uh, scene that are just, they're like true sweethearts. I, I can't, it's, it's crazy, but yeah, it's a really, really uh, tight knit community. You know, you got to prove your way to get in. I think that's what Chicago does offer. You're not just going to walk your way in here. You know, we don't allow that, I guess. I'm not saying we, you know, I'm glad to be part of it, but um, you've got to kind of show your worth and you've got to be good. You've got to know what you're doing, you know, um, but once you're in, you're in, you know, it's a really tight knit community and uh, a lot of really great people in this city making awesome music. I mean, this, there's, I was actually thinking that this was going to be a mini Seattle about three or four years ago, because there was just this mass amount of doom and sludge bands that were playing around here constantly, you know, but with everything that goes on, like, I mean, I've played so many shows where, you know, you're playing to like three or four people. The next show you might play to 50 people, but you know, Chicago's a weird place like that too. So, and even in touring's the same way, you know, you could show up in some state and play to nobody, you know, everyone's dealt with that, but um, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's just, it's a great town. It's a great town to grow up in great music, great people. So. All right. So let's look ahead for surveillance. Uh, more remixes to come. Right. No, I'm done with the remixes. Thank okay. God. No offense to anyone who's worked on these, but yeah, I'm, I'm done with those. Okay. <laughs> that nearly put me bankrupt to be honest, but uh, yeah, they're done now. Finally. Uh, covers working on covers. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm doing uh, this is what I'm my, my kind of COVID project is uh, I'm going to be working on about uh, four to five covers, hopefully have them recorded and put out by the end of the year. I'm not really sure I want to release them yet um, as I'm going to do them in an album or like individuals or something like that. But uh yeah, definitely working on that. I've got some pretty cool tracks. I don't really want to give a lot of it away, but uh, a lot of 80s stuff. And um, and then I'm going to be working on my my next album throughout the year on the, you know, and lose That's my, awesome. that. So, well, I, I think, see, when, when I heard that you're doing covers, my first thought was, okay, this will be interesting. We'll see if I can recognize what he does to these songs or what these songs are after he gets through with them. Like the, the right. secret to a good cover to me is just completely blowing it up and yep. making it your own. Yeah. Almost like a remix. It's kind of how I'm yeah. looking at these, you know, like, yeah. Sure. Uh, and some of these songs are, you know, one of them is an acoustic bass song and I just, there's no acoustic guitars in it at all. It's all drum machines and synthesizers. And um, I might put a rap, one of my rapper friends on it just to add another verse to it. I know it sounds weird, you know, but uh yeah. He's a good dude. I, I, I'm trying to expand my, you know, get collaborative with other people. I like working with people. That's a lot of fun because I like when I'm an artist, I'm a graphic designer by trade and I've had someone sitting on my shoulder. Can you move that two ticks to the right? It's like, dude, just let me do my job, man. And if, if you're an artist, like I'm not going to sit there and tell you how to play your instrument or, you know, like if I hire you to do the job, if I hire you to come work with me, I'm going to let you do what you do. Cause that's, I hired you. So, or I asked you to come be part of this project. Why would I sit there and micromanage you the whole time? You know? So that's, that's a, it's, that's a weird thing that a lot of happens in the art community or just people. Right. I try to really be, I love collaborating with people, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, yeah, I, I like just letting them do what they do with it. That's was was the thing with these remixes too. I just, you know, they were like, "What do you want? What direction do you want me to go in?" And I'm like, "Just do whatever you do with it." You know, like Justin Broderick, he was he was the one who kept he kept asking like, "Well, do you want me to do this?" Because he's got like five different kind of titles he remixes under. And uh, I, I just said, uh, "Yeah, just do what you do." And he's like, "Well, you got to give me some reference." And then I gave it to him, and it was totally different than I expected. It's like a 
falling into a K hole or something. When you listen to the song, it's, it's, it's very weird and I love it, but it's like disorienting to listen to in some ways, which is cool. I love it. And I, I would love to see more collaborations across the board. Once this fog lifts from yeah, us and we, definitely. we can go out in the universe. So if people want to hear your, if they, if they're thinking, Hey, you know what, as I'm watching this, uh, nine sixteen on a Friday night, I really want to fuck up the rest of my night. I want to be unsettled. I want to be distressed. I want to be disturbed. I want to feel nihilistic and that the world is just an empty, empty, hopeless void. How can they discover surveillance? We are on uh, Spotify at surveillance. Um, we're at, we have a website, five uh, rvln 5 bandcom um, We, if you go to our YouTube page, um, we have a link tree in our, uh, all of our videos. You can find like, we're on everywhere, Spotify, Apple music, iTunes. So it's five hour VL on five. Um, you got, you might have to, yeah, just it's five hour VL on five, whether we do with spaces or not, the name's kind of weird. There's another industrial band named surveillance. So this is kind of why I did that as well. Cause I didn't really feel like having to deal with, you know, getting sued later on. Oh no. Well, <laughs> I'm really excited. I've got to do a ton of driving next week and I haven't, you know, for obvious reasons, I haven't had a reason to, leave my house for, for a right. long time. I, I'm actually really looking forward to listening to a lot of your shit late at night as I'm driving. Oh man. Thank you. That's, that's awesome. Cause this to me sounds like stuff I should be listening to in the dark when no one else is on the road. I should be driving fast and stupid. Like this is exactly what I want to hear as I'm doing that. Yeah, no. And I feel dumb smiling and laughing that you're saying these things, but yeah, no, I mean the record definitely has, you know, I, I, I don't know. I've, uh, I've been to some dark places. I'm, I'm a pretty jolly guy for the most part, but I, you know, I can, obviously you can hear it in the music. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it, we're, the world's becoming a dystopian crazy place these days. And I'm just trying to reflect how I view the world through my eyes and some of it's personal, some of it's kind of a, you know, a, my, my own take on certain topics or whatever, but uh, just trying to, you know, put something out there that's a little ominous and, um, you know, it's just my 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 view of the world these days. Speaking of the world becoming dystopian, one of my favorite quotes or stories from 2020 was the dude who's responsible for Black Mirror said, yeah, I'm not going to make any more Black Mirror for right now because there's nothing I can do that can touch what's actually happening in the yeah. real world. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm out. yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. My, my little dystopian franchise is nothing compared to reality now. So I'm, I'm going to step back. COVID is taking everybody out. Uh-huh. Terrible. Scary shit. All right. Chuck, surveillance. Thank you for uh, for doing this on a Friday. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Like a longtime listener, huge fan. I'm glad to be here. <laughs>